Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health, and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. In today's episode, I will be talking to you about my relationship with food, what it is, and how has that changed over time. And hopefully, through this, you can also start thinking about your relationship with food and also take steps to cultivate more awareness around it. So over the years, I've come to understand and see that everyone has a relationship with food. And this may not be at a conscious level to many. We often find ourselves evaluating our relationships with our family, friends, and even with our romantic partner. But not many actually sit down and think about what is their relationship with food at a conscious level. We don't find ourselves asking, what is my relationship with food? How can I improve it? When we really should. In fact, it is one of the most important things to look at when we consider our overall well-being because it affects not just our mood, but also our energy levels and even how we form relationship with others. So what is this whole relationship with food that I'm talking about? So you might think that having a healthy relationship with food is about eating only your healthy food, like your kale, your spinach, and you know, avoiding things like ice cream, pizza, and all that, right? But it is actually quite the opposite Having a healthy relationship with food, it's not about restricting certain food, right? It's not about rejecting the ice cream. It's more about learning to build that connection with your body such that you're aware of how you're indulging in the ice cream. So it's about making eating and post-eating a pleasurable experience. So in other words, it's not so much on the quality of our diet and the type of food we eat, but rather how and why we choose the food we eat. So my whole journey and relationship with food has been a rather extreme one, and I am still in the process of trying to find that balance, but I've came a pretty long way. So in the past, I'll go for buffets, and usually when I go for buffets, I'll eat like 50 servings of oysters at one go. And oyster is one of my favorite food, but 50 is just really crazy, right? And... You know, there's nothing wrong about eating oysters, but the thing is, I will often overeat without knowing that I'm overeating, and then I'll end up feeling super uncomfortable later. And it's this uncomfortableness that is the problem, right? I feel uncomfortable physically and emotionally. So yeah, I do have a habit of eating in huge portions all the time in the past, and sometimes it is as a form of coping mechanism. So we often hear people say that, you know, they will eat their stresses away. I think that was me to some extent. Like I'll eat tubs of ice cream or, you know, some other high savory food in massive portions as a form of coping mechanism to distract myself from my daily stresses and problems I was facing at a point in time. I mean, there's nothing wrong in having ice cream or oysters, right? But everything has to be taken in moderation, with awareness. So in the oyster situation, it's about knowing how to listen to my body and knowing that, okay, my body is telling me that it's enough, right? 
because too much of something is arguably always harmful. And yeah, true enough, whenever I eat in huge portions, I will usually end up feeling really uncomfortable physically as well as emotionally. And the second thing is, you know, the intention behind why we are eating. So it is unhealthy when eating becomes a form of escapism, which, you know, in the case of my ice cream situation, you know, I would eat to cope with difficult situations and my difficult emotions. And ironically, it often results in me feeling worse about myself. I usually end up feeling super uncomfortable instead of solving any problems effectively. So the point is, it is this feeling of guilt and uncomfortableness that determines that the relationship is an unhealthy one. So that was me probably two to three years ago at one extreme end. But more recently, I've decided to start a fitness journey. And like most people, it all started when I just wanted to shed a few kg. But eventually, it just became an obsession of wanting to achieve that ideal perfect body image and, you know, getting the ideal weight. And because of that weight loss journey, I tried all sorts of dieting habits, right? Like intermittent fasting, no carbs diet. And I realized that in another way, I've come to develop an unhealthy relationship with food. But this time, it's at the other extreme. It wasn't as obvious as the previous one, but it was definitely still unhealthy. Like this time, it wasn't about binge eating and all that. But I find myself restricting a lot. You know, I was counting and tracking my calories so carefully to the point that if I exceeded a caloric count for the day, I would feel like I need to run three more kilometers on the treadmill. And, you know, I would have this long list of food to avoid, which I would think is bad for me. And then when I do eat them, I will feel extremely guilty. And I will tell myself that I will starve for the next few meals to make up for it. And then when I don't, I feel even more guilty and sometimes even moody, right? And when this happens, you know, it's not just you who are experiencing these emotions. You know, people around you are able to feel that as well, right? It impacts your relationship with people around you. So as you can see, I've actually been to the both extreme ends of a poor relationship with food, which often leaves me with a lot of negative emotions that I have to deal with, right? And as you can see, an unhealthy relationship with food comes in various forms, right? At the end of the day, it boils down to how we look at our food, what are the feelings we form around eating as well as post-eating. So we can embark on this fitness program or that diet plan and eating all that healthy, nutritious food. But at the end of the day, we really need to be asking ourselves if our relationship with food is impacted over time you know, whether or not our relationship with food is still in balance, right, in the process of going after our fitness goals and health goals. Because this concept of a relationship with food is often, often overlooked as a result of bringing our quality of diet and fitness goals to the extreme level. I myself, I've actually lost around 8kg from my extreme restriction of only eating healthy foods And over time, I see that this way of maintaining my quality of diet and keeping it to the extreme level is the result of my unhealthy relationship with food because I will tend to feel so many negative emotions and there's a lot of inflexibility because of all the restrictions that I've placed on myself. 
so we can still be eating healthy food and following a very rigid and perfect diet plan every day. But that just means that our diet is healthy, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we have a healthy relationship with food. So then the next question is, you know, how do we then cultivate a more healthy relationship with food? So number one, we can welcome all foods to our diet because there's no particular food which are good or bad, right? It's our way of eating and experience that makes it good or bad. So yes, there are certain food which are more nutritious and gives us that vitamins and minerals more than other foods. But the thing is, when we start classifying something as bad, for instance, when we classify food which are high in salt, high in fat and sugar as bad food, this can automatically create this mental thing where you start craving more for it because you can't have it, right? And the thing is, you know, it's just not possible for us to crave cookies and ice creams all the time. So, you know, there's this concept called habituation, where the greater exposure you have to a food, the less interesting and less appealing the food becomes over time. So, in another words, when you welcome all food to your diet, you will realize that your cravings for certain food will start to diminish over time. So, in a way, it's about knowing how to give ourselves the permission to eat for pleasure. Eating for pleasure is just as important as eating for hunger, just because it makes us feel good, and this is a valid enough reason to eat those food that we crave, instead of terming them as bad food, right? So we need to know that food exists not only to power our bodies, but it also allows us to associate positive feelings and experiences with eating itself. So the key here is giving ourselves the permission to indulge without feeling guilty, right? And it's about the positioning of our mindset after eating them. We really shouldn't punish ourselves for eating or feeling guilty after consuming certain food. Alright, so that's tip number one. And tip number two is to practice mindful eating. So mindful eating is not about worrying or analyzing what we are eating, right? It's about being fully aware of the experience and paying attention to the entire process of eating. We can try to eat away from distractions like the TV or computer and focus on the food itself. I know this is really hard, okay, because I have a habit of watching my drama and YouTube videos when I'm consuming my food, right, because that gives me pleasure. But I think it's okay to do that once in a while, but sometimes also give ourselves the permission to just focus 100% on the food, you know. For instance, learning to enjoy the texture of the food, the taste of the food, and even the smell of the food that we are eating. And notice how each bite makes us feel, right? So it's about channeling our entire focus on the whole eating experience and how our body is feeling when we are eating certain food and our reaction to it. Do we feel happy? Do we feel good eating this? What kind of feelings are we getting from enjoying certain food? So through this mindful eating, we will find ourselves enjoying our food more and we might also begin to recognize what type of food gives us the most energy and what kind of food makes us feel good about ourselves. And not only that, through mindful eating, we can also start to recognize our hunger cues. And this is so important because when we start to listen to our body and start to read our hunger cues better. We will know when to stop eating when we are full 
and when to start eating. And mindful eating can also help us to identify the reasons for our food choices. You know, are we eating because we are hungry? Or is it just a form of coping mechanism to deal with our stressful feelings and, you know, negative situations in life? So it's about cultivating the awareness around our eating experience as well as learning how to be aware of what is the purpose of eating certain food. You know, what is the purpose that this food is serving to us, right? So we will get some of these answers where we start to practice mindful eating. And the last tip, which is also the most important tip, is to be kind to ourselves and to be flexible. So this is more for people who can get quite obsessed when we have a certain meal plan to eat healthy or when we create certain routines for ourselves in achieving certain health goals. Don't get me wrong, I think having certain health goals are definitely great, right? It keeps us in shape, it keeps us physically and mentally healthy. But in the process, it is also very important to give ourselves the freedom and flexibility in approaching how we eat. Right. So on certain days, if we accidentally overeat or when we happen to skip a meal when we are not mindful, we don't have to beat ourselves over it. Right? It is not wrong or immoral. It just happens as a part of life. Right? Our bodies are way smarter than we think and it can definitely deal with a bit of variations here and there. If we have been largely conscious and consistent for most parts of our time, so as we learn to protect our physical well-being through having all that healthy routines, healthy meal plans, you know, it really shouldn't be at the expense of our mental well-being, right? It is important to learn how to protect our minds from all these negative thoughts as well. And I can't emphasize this enough, but the last point here on being kinder to ourselves and focusing on the bigger picture in the long run is extremely important as we explore our relationship with food. So the truth is, I'm still on this journey on working towards a healthier relationship with food, but I also do believe that it is a constant journey because our relationship with food changes throughout our life cycle. You know, sometimes it can scale towards the more unhealthy side. Then it's about bringing back to balance, right? So to end off, a person's relationship with food is one of the most important relationships. A good relationship with food involves welcoming all foods in moderation, eating foods that we enjoy, and most importantly, not allowing food to control our lives and to dictate our lives, and knowing that the food we eat do not define our value as a person. So forming a healthy relationship with food takes a lot of conscious effort and practice, and it is going to be worth it to cultivate because in the long run, it makes us happier individuals and brings improved energy levels and greater quality to our lives. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and access our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.